can't get to sleep I think about the implications Of diving in too deep so, Possibly uh, the complications uh, we'll A repack a repack. Especially you can actually do it a few times. Oh, yeah. You can pack it up and then decide if you like it. That's right. And then if you don't like it, you can rearrange it. Yeah. yeah. Do it a few times. I know we'll be all right. This is a very uh, popular brand. Poland Springs. Poland Springs, isn't it? They have they they have this saying and and this rather flamboyant male voice sings it. Poland Spring, what it feels to be from Maine or what it means to be from Maine. Oh. And he sings so flamboyantly that I never kind of saw these early forest guys from out of Maine who would sing so flamboyantly, you know, I just, well, you know, I didn't know if that's what it meant to be from Maine. There's burly guys and there's burly guys. <laughs> burly guys who sing in soprano. And who would have thought back there in Maine, if someone had said a century ago, you know, one day they'll bottle this water and they'll sell it. Yes. And people would have said, hey, you're crazy, man. Absolutely. Crazy Absolutely. And you know, who's really saying that the most is the guy who's standing behind the fence and he's got this hose. And a faucet, you know? And he goes, they'll never believe this. <laughs> All right. Are we rolling, by the way? Yep. Oh, we are. Okay, good. Hello, everyone. It's Ron Knight. We are visited by a very, very special guest. As frontman and principal songwriter for 80s hit machine Men at Work, Colin Hayes is responsible for one of the most identifiable sounds in pop music. Nice to be here. Oh, it's great to have you here. You've got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I'm, it's the Ringo Starr All-Star Band, so it's one band of people. So what he does every year or two is gather uh, different musicians who've had hits in their own right, and you do, you know, we do three of three three songs of mine, three songs of uh, of everybody else's, and then um, Ringo does his songs and some Beatles songs as well. Well, that sounds like a really fun gig. Absolutely. Yeah. I've got a, um, it's called Man at Work. You know, strangely enough. Yeah, man at work is compared to men at work. Yeah. So, I mean, it's an obvious title. I've been avoiding it for years, but uh, um, whenever people write stuff about me, if ever they do, it usually is, uh, you know, Colin Hay, man at work. So it seemed an obvious way to go, seeing as how I was going to be out touring with Ringo Starr in the summer and, uh, you know, a, a first a, an approach. Because most people are not really aware of what I've done since men at work, so... It's really a, a reintroduction or, or a soft reintroduction to what I'm doing. And it isn't like you've been laying low this whole time since Men at Work. You've been a real busy guy. <laughs> well, I've been doing what I love to do, which is basically write songs and record them and go out and play them. Um, but um, I haven't had any what you'd call commercial success since Men at Work. So, and most people, um, you know, to most people, music is something that they don't tend to go looking for. You know, they listen to what they're played. Mm. So um, you know, the general population, if you like, hasn't really heard of me since then. But there's been, you know, lots of fans that I picked up along the way through through uh, a lot of touring, basically. Yeah, yeah. I was driving across Topanga Canyon, where I live, and uh, the, that little tune popped into my head, and then I put the news on. So the middle of the song was interrupted by... Uh, by, you know, the usual horrific things you hear on the news. So mm. consequently, in the middle of the song, it goes, does a left turn. It's from uh, Man at Work, but it, it was it first appeared on this album called uh, Going Somewhere, which was just a straight uh, acoustic album, just guitar and voice, which I did a couple of years ago uh, in response to people emailing me, asking me for another acoustic album. 
And mm. so I did that, and I wasn't even going to release it. I was just going to sell it at gigs and through the internet. But um, uh, a radio station in LA picked it up, picked up a couple of songs from it, and so it was it was released by a label that um, that actually went bankrupt very soon after. So basically it's back on you know amazon and mm. and my and my and, and the internet again so as it turns out you are selling it yourself exactly. yeah exactly. so it's come around full circle your acoustic work is just so meaningful you know it's just so endearing to the heart to the ears and yet here you have this history in your past from the 80s where my gosh you were like one of the biggest icon and meteoric rises in, in pop history an 80s hit machine an 80s so hit apparently. machine as you were called mm. as it was called and you've got right now at this point in your life it seems like three very unique things going on you had a, a recent new release yeah but i mean it, it, that was released um also by myself so ah. you know it's a release which is a release but um there's releases and releases. Yeah. <laughs> How many releases can you have? You can uh, release an awful lot, Colin. It sounds like that's what you're doing. Well, you know, the thing is that uh, the last decade has been more a process of me, you know, licensing my stuff to, to, to small labels, different parts of the world. But that, which is my favorite thing that I've done, um, you know, I didn't really go and search. I, had, I haven't really searched for a record deal instead of... You know, and and the people who know what I do, they they kind of hassle me so much that I, you know, they go, "Oh, we know you've done this album." Like I had this album in the can, and I was trying to get a deal for it. Mm. So I did a, I did a limited release. I, I just I just like pressed a thousand copies for my fans who keep on emailing me saying, "Can we have this album?" So that's what I did, oh. and um, and uh, you know, sold it through the net and whilst looking for a deal, mm -hmm. and then. You know, rather than release an album of totally new material, because of the fact that people haven't really heard of you for many years, why don't we? Would you consider doing a compilation album first to to reintroduce you, rather than say release Company of Strangers? They say because it's kind of it's kind of been released, but it hasn't really. Mm. You know, because it's not really a formal release when I release it. Because you know, I release it, no one knows, <laughs> except for the people who are really interested. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So, and I don't have any, you know, big promotion i don't have a promotional push when i release something it's just basically well here it is if you yeah. want it there it is you mm. know it's so kind of a little bit different than in the 80s when you had the entire artillery all around you, you exactly say. yeah you know which you know i'm very grateful for that too because having that kind of having the big guns of of large corporations and having you know big commercial success has enabled me to be able to continue to stay in the game mm -hmm. so you know, I'm very fortunate in that sense. Do you, do you, I guess that was the next question I wanted to ask. If you had to compare how it feels or what it's like to have been at that point in your life in the 80s when obviously it was such a huge whirlwind, I guess I will call it a psychological whirlwind if I may be presumptuous, or just have the energy of all that going on versus where you're at, you know, now in terms of... Well, it's much more varied now. I mean, um, <clears throat> I never think of... Um, you know, large-scale success, uh, you know, with being in the past for some reason. I went down to Colombia and uh, El Salvador and Honduras and um, just, uh, when was that? And, you know, the show gets billed as Colin Hay from Men at Work or, you know, that's usually how it's how it's billed. And, and you know, I play to between five and 10,000 people, which is a big audience that's for a good, me. That's a good crowd for it by any standard. And then I come back to LA and I play at this little club that I play at called Largo to 200 people. So 
you know, or yeah. else I'd play in Brazil to 45,000 people as I did with Greg Ham, my, my partner from Men at Work. And we, we've been touring as Men at Work uh, in many different parts of the world, and we stopped last year. But, um, and then I just, you know, do a solo show in Germany to, you know, maybe 300 people. So it's mm. just all different all the time. And to be honest, it's, um, you know, the smaller audiences in, in a way, or if it's, if it's my show, you know, I enjoy that more because uh, you take the past with you. I still play those songs. Like if I do a Men at Work show, it's very time specific. If I just, if I do a Men at Work show, it's, um, it, it, it kind of places you in that time. And that's what people want, in a sense. Or if people come to see men at work, they tend to want to come and relive something. Mm. So, so it becomes it, a men at work crowd and a men at work well, show. Well, it is. It yeah. is because that's what it's billed as. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Whereas if I do something, it's much more um, varied. And so I can play, still play those songs, but I play songs from all the solo albums that I've done. I play new material. So it's a bit more interesting for me because it's a lot more present. Mm. And I remember the first time I met you, ever so briefly, which was this little club up the uh, Hudson Valley River, uh, the Turning Point, and I think there couldn't have been more than 90, maybe even 100 people there, and it was very quiet and a, and a wonderfully intimate show. So you do have an amazing live show that you do for smaller groups of people, which become very endearing and warm and, and humorous, I might add. You're kind of funny. You're kind of a funny guy. <clears throat> yeah, I have my moments. Yeah. yeah, you reposition some of the songs from, from Men at Work, but maybe you've redone them in, in acoustic, acoustic versions now, right? Some of them, yeah. And again, it's because um, a lot of people have, are aware of the fact that, that, that's what I've, that that's what I do. You know, also, I think it's, um, you know, rather than say re-record down under exactly like the original version which uh, I, I did with Be Good Johnny and It's a Mistake on this album are pretty are pretty authentic mm -hmm. to, and they're all they're re-recorded as well but they sound pretty much like the the original Men at Work versions on on, um, on Cargo and Business as Usual um, but I recorded uh, Who Could It Be Now and, and Overkill and Down Under more acoustically because that's how they were written originally. That's how they were performed originally. But apart from that, I mean, if you go into a, a radio station, for example, and say, well, here's, you know, here's Down Under by Colin Hay, and it sounds like the original, well, they're going to go, well, we'll just play the original mm -hmm. <laughs> because we have that. So I think there's a level of intrigue to recording them in a different way because people go, oh, that's that song, I like that song, and then they hear them perform differently and it's uh, a bit more interesting for people yeah i know the track which is the re-release and the reproduced version of down under with cecilia noel and the wild clams i believe mm. it is, is is the band on that but uh, right. really well, having a lot of respect for that new version which is really cool oh great well that's that's that, that's my wife so you work with your wife yeah how do you like i well i want to talk about that but why don't we hear a song first <coughs> and then I like want to hear? well whatever you feel comfortable playing maybe you'd like to do one of those classic minute work tracks that you've redone for the uh, for the acoustic world you know and then i want to learn all about what it's like working with your wife because you know for some people that works out kind of cool and for other people it's you know it'd be interesting to know your perspective on it i can get to sleep Think about the implications of diving in too deep and possibly the complications, especially at night. I worry over situations I know will be all right. 
Perhaps it's just imagination And day after day It reappears Night after night My heartbeat Shows the fear And ghosts appear And fade away Alone between the sheets Only brings exasperation It's time to walk the streets And smell the desperation At least there's pretty lights And though there's little variation It nullifies the night From overkill Day after day It reappears Night after night My heart Shows the fear Ghosts appear and fade away Come back another day Man at Work, yes. Colin Hay, and the acoustic version, redone. That's nice. It's got so much uh, so much emotional power to it. What, were you saying it was first written for the acoustic? Uh, in the acoustic no, it's just that basically it? all my songs are written on acoustic guitar, you know, pretty much. So uh, they always sounded pretty much like that before mm. they were, before I took them into the band to uh, arrange them. Yeah, to work to 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 put the men at work to work on them. Yeah, respectively. Going back to that uh, subject, briefly touched on Cecilia Noel and the Wild Clams, who uh, work with you on this. Is your wife? 
Yeah, she has a legendary band in Los Angeles, which is called Cecilia Noel and the Wild Clams. She's uh, had this band for 10 years or something, and she has some of the best players in the country play with her. And uh, she's the songwriter and arranger and the boss of that band. It's a 17-piece, um, as she calls it, Sal Soul music. Wow, that's huge. Which is... Uh, you know, it's a mixture of salsa and soul and funk music. And so we met a number of years ago. Well, we met quite a number of years ago, actually. But we've been, um, you know, we've been hanging out together for the last four, four and a half years. And uh, so she introduced me to a lot of great musicians as well. She's pushed me into areas that I was reticent to go into, you know. I mean, I got sick of bands, to be honest with you, you know. So I tended to work by myself. It was simpler. Mm. And uh, she said, you know, you should really work with this person or that person, or he's really good. And so, but she wasn't. She was very, she was very gentle with me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but she's really introduced me and opened opened uh, up my my world, my musical world, quite a lot. That's great. And so, did she bring the entire seventeen piece? Entourage of that band to this to these recordings? Not really. I mean, it, it, as is that we you know with the recording process, you know, you you do it in stages. So mm -hmm. I did all the tracks, and then we would bring the horn section in and so forth. And how do you find the dynamic? It's very smooth. It's mm -hmm. um, you know, especially I have a studio in the basement. So if ever I need something, I go. I need a harmony line or something. She's upstairs. And she's right there. You've got some really great tracks. Thank um, you very much. I'm very happy with it. Actually, the way it came out. That's also very handy about having a studio downstairs. Yes, it is. And to have friends you can call and say, come and, come and help me with this track. You can only really plan a tour uh, if, there's, if people come out and see you. Yeah. You know, you can do all the planning in the world, but unless the demand is there, you might as well stay home. Right. right. So most of the things that I do tend to come from personal uh, relationships with people. Um, I play at this club in, in Hollywood called Largo, mm -hmm. uh, which is fairly legendary there as well. And... Uh, and Zach Braff, the young uh, star of Scrubs, uh, he came along. He used to come along and see me play there before he got the gig in that uh, television show. Mm -hmm. So once he got that, um, once he got that uh, role, he, he took him, took my CDs into my solo CDs into the producers, and they liked them as well. So they came along to see me play, and they've you know they've they've used uh, four or five of my songs in that show, and then they had me come in and uh, play. Uh, overkill on the show and follow him around in one of the episodes so they've been very kind to me oh it sounds good so you're actually it was an on-camera role it was, yeah uh, did, was it was a, a specified part did they tell you that, no uh, i was just i was basically just wandering around following him around uh, like a i guess a, uh, a troubadour uh, effect <laughs> i guess being in los angeles if you have television interests as well and film interests and all these other things it's just probably all more to the stuff that just keeps <clears throat> Kind of going into your schedule and uh, hopefully well, keeping your music yeah, out. Well, yeah, I have, um, you know, I have an agent in Sydney and I have an agent in uh, Los Angeles, but they, you know, they don't call me very much, mm. and I don't call them, which is really, uh, you know, which is really silly. If you have uh, aspirations of being an actor, you have to really. The traditional thing is to call your agent and hassle them a bit. <laughs> I, I never, I never do that. Yeah. You know, so consequently, they um, they very rarely call, and which which probably means that very rarely. Do people call them looking yeah. for me? You yeah. know, so it's not something which is really, you know, I, I do it. Um, again, I've done some movies, uh, but they've tended to be 
you know, people who know me, like the director of one of the films actually knew me and, you know, called up and said, hey, listen, come and do this, come and do this role. Yeah. You know, so, so it tends to be like that as opposed to, you know, coming through formal formal audition process of, of going through your agent, you know. Yeah, and here you here it is. The last year release, you, uh, you're, according to your filmography now, you were, you've done The Country Bears, doing voiceover and voice singing for the mm -hmm. film. I sang harmonies with John Hyatt, who I've never met, but that was quite exciting because he wrote the songs, and I went into the studio and just sang some harmonies. So I was one of the harmony voices in the in the bear in the band, and I worked with a very famous, uh, legendary uh, producer, a guy called Glyn Johns, who's made just about every album that you've ever heard in the sixties sure. and seventies. Oh, absolutely! So he was uh, he was uh, a producer, did uh, produce the music on that film. Yeah, and then you've got you know other films here: The Craig Heaven's Burning, Cosi, It Looks Like Georgia. So actually, you've had a, a little bit of hand in film. A little bit. No, yeah. You know, it still doesn't feel like very much. You yeah. know? So I'm very available, however. <laughs> and as you well know, well, or you may not know, but you probably well do know, is that the, the catering in movies is a lot better than in rock and roll. Oh, well, yeah. Catering's very nice in movies. It's Although, good on this tour, you get spoiled because the catering on this tour is extraordinary. I would absolutely imagine playing with Ringo and everybody on this entourage. I'm doing everything, really, and it would seem different aspects of it you know at the same time but um you know what, what i'm really i'm really doing what i what i really want to do i would just like to do more of it the whole key is to try and um make people aware of of what you're doing which is really the hardest part of what you do the easy part is really writing songs and recording and actually going out and performing that's the easy part which is really what i want to do mm. and um, i'm happy to do it in most you know formats like I'm 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 really honored and privileged to play in Ringo's band and that's really exciting. I love playing solo acoustic guitar and I love playing with my band so I love doing all that. Sure. It's available through my site basically. Which we should tell everybody yeah, it's is colinhay.com. colinhay.com and a very nice site I might say. But you can go out and buy that in the stores hopefully. Yeah. Modern day hay you know of, of the man now as compared well you know the 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 man at work really is a is a compilation so it's really representing the last 20 years in a way you know company of strangers album is really more about you know it's quite present so mm -hmm. obviously you know obviously that's the case i think but yeah the man at work is really i like that record because it's um you know it's just got songs from the past and songs uh from some of the solo records like i did i i redid looking for jack that song which is one of my favorite things that i've done um and um and that was of course uh, a narrative <coughs> from the time you met jack nicholson looking yeah for jack. very briefly yeah. yes i had a very brief uh a very brief but meaningful uh, uh meeting with him which uh, inspired i had the song but i didn't have the didn't have the didn't have the title. I had looking for, but I didn't have anything to hang the song on, and so he gave me the, the uh, gave you the hanger. Exactly. I mean, obviously, your voice is still very, very identifiable, very rich, very warm. It's very uniquely Colin Hay, and and so is so is the writing for those people that may have not had a chance to uh, catch up with you and and figure out where your life and times have gone and your narrative and your storytelling. It's all right there. Well, I, you know, I think you should go out and maybe buy this. Right, it's very good in traffic. You know, I find it's quite soothing in traffic, mm. you know, and uh, as you know, this town. Actually, uh, you know, this town is, you know, it's tricky getting around. Oh, it Just is. Just walking here today was, uh, so I was born and brought up in, I uh, was born and uh, I lived in Scotland for 14 years and then I went to Australia in the, six, in the late 60s. Can I ask what prompted? Uh... Yeah, we emigrated, my family emigrated um, for a better life, really. That's what people did in in, in those days. Um 
my father, uh, you either emigrated to Canada or Australia, so you either went to somewhere even colder than Scotland mm. or went to, went to the sunshine. So we went to the sunshine because I had asthma. And, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, your, your mum and dad do if they have any kind of pioneering spirit. They, they were, and it was an amazing experience. It's like going from a black and white world into technicolor. And what were you doing at the age of 14, traveling by ship through the Suez Canal, is that the migrational pattern they took, is to come through the Suez Canal from Scotland to Australia? Exactly. And you had guitar in hand at the time? Yeah, they had talent competitions on the ship, you know, huh. entertain the people. So, I mean, I don't, I can't, I don't think, I, I just think I went up and played a song. I think I remember someone in the last 10 years came up to me and, and showed me a photograph of that, that they'd taken on the, on the fair star on the way out to Australia of me playing a guitar and singing which is very strange. You know, I've done other things, but not really seriously. I mean, I, 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 I made, this, made the roads for a little while, you know, on the council. Mm. I got the sack from the Parks and Gardens Department of the City Council in, uh, in Melbourne because I was the slowest weeder they'd ever had. <laughs> so gardening was not your forte. That may have something to do with, the, with, the, uh, with what I'd you know, taken before I came to work. Anything is possible, yeah. Too many good things growing in the garden, perhaps. Exactly. You know, that's a beautiful weed. That that doesn't deserve to come out. Yeah, we better burn that right now. Well, this has been really enjoyable. So, mm-hmm. at your website, colinhay.com. Yeah, well, there's actually there's like five on there you can buy. Okay. There's five. Like, you can get, you know, if you go to my site, you can get like a bunch of albums. You can get Peaks and, an album called Peaks and Valleys, an album called Topanga, Transcendental Highway, Going Somewhere, and and um, but the latest, you know, you can buy that in the stores, all the rest. Or if you just go to my site, you can find out whatever you want to find out. You know? And again, ColinHay.com for a great resource on the man here, Colin Hay. Thank you very much. The man from down under. Colin, thank you ever, ever so much for joining me here today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.